Welcome to episode 142 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, Yellow Tails Innovative Marketing Around the Super Bowl. But first, like we do every episode, we're going to give you a fact about me of the day so you can get to know a little bit more about us. Brian, what's your fact about me of the day? You know, I'm pretty confident that I can say the Yellowtail, um, maybe it's their Syrah or whatever, one of the first ones they ever came out with. Remember they just had like the two bottles, it was, one was yellow, one was red. I remember like when I was younger, like first getting into wine and that was it because they did good marketing. Seriously, it's all I knew. Because remember, like I'm just thinking back. I don't even remember the last time I saw a Yelltail ad, but I remember maybe it was like the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s when they were just freaking everywhere. So honestly, I th- the only wine I can ever remember drinking when I like consciously decided to buy something was Yelltail. Nice. For me, my fact about me of the day, two years ago, I was set to go on Good Morning America and create a Super Bowl ad for Bacon Sports as part of a startup showcase thing they were doing. We had a 24-hour turnaround time for our concept. So from the second we found out that this was an option, we had 24 hours to create the concept, shoot it, get it to them for approval. And long story short, right before they were set to uh, get us out there, they ended up going with another concept, and we did not get to go on Good Morning America. Oh, man, what a bummer. That was so close, though. That could have been pretty cool. Yeah, it was like 48 hours of like, oh my god, this is going to be so much awesome. That is, that's funny, man. Too, too bad it uh, didn't happen. And I want to do a podcast of the number of things that could have been, <laughs> like the number of projects that oh, man. if, like had I gotten on Good Morning America, what would things look like right now? Oh, dot, man. Dot, dot. Don't even, do, don't even do that. Don't even do that podcast. <laughs> that, in that podcast, in that episode of that podcast is when I talk about how when I owned Apple stock at the very beginning and sold it early on and still, and don't have it and what that actually is worth today. I want to like, you know, jump off a bridge somewhere, but I won't. Which brings us back to today's topic, Yellowtail's inventive marketing around the Super Bowl. So, Brian, Anheuser-Busch has exclusive category ad rights for the Super Bowl, boxing out other alcohol brands. But Yellowtail's like, nah, we ain't stopping there. So what did they do to get around this? They decided to go to local TV ads in 70 markets that figures to cover 85% of the United States to get their advertising. It took them eight months and cost them more than if they were to buy a national TV ad for the Super Bowl. So there's a quote from Yellowtail that says, your accountant will never tell you it's a good idea. There's a leap of faith involved, but we think the reason the Super Bowl is so expensive is because it's worth it. Yep, I agree with them. It is worth it. This is... This is the coolest arbitrage I have seen that I know about in the Super Bowl period as far as it comes to ad buys. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I do believe, however, that Anheuser-Busch had first rights of refusal even on the local level of the buys. So Yellowtail had to wait until InBev said, you know what, we're only going to buy the national level spots or re- and maybe some regional. We're not going to buy local spots. It's fine. We're out. Yellowtail jumped in on that and just took advantage and totally arbitraged the market. But to me, that sounds like this is a one-time deal because InBev's not going to let that happen next year, even if it requires them to buy all the local spots too. 
Are they going to let Yelltail do this two years in a row? I think not, but it's brilliant today. So, Brian, the first thing that came to my mind is, my goodness, how expensive must exclusive category ad rights for Anheuser-Busch be that no other alcohol brands can advertise on the Super Bowl? My goodness. Oh, yeah. I don't I, I, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I know, like, last year they ran, like, seven ads or something, eight ads. Do the math. I would think when you start spending $25 million, $30 million in the Super Bowl for advertising rights, eh, I'm sure you can get category exclusive, plus some other stuff. Because they're not just involved just on the TV side. They're doing all sorts of other sponsorship stuff leading up to and around. So I don't know what the total number is, but it is high. So the idea of the Yellowtoe marketing campaign is to convey the notion that the brand is about fun and that wine can be served at events more typically associated with beer such as the Super Bowl. So what do you think about that strategy there? Because it makes complete sense. I mean, I just see the way that Mrs. Bacon consumes wine and wine is now just a very casual thing. I don't really think of, oh, I'm going to go to someone's house to watch the Super Bowl and I'm going to be bringing wine, but I know there's a large demographic of people that could. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, that's the thing, right? You have to keep in mind that the demographic that's watching the Super Bowl is broad. It's not just football fans. It's people that just want to be entertained. They want to just watch the commercials. So it's anybody and everybody. So it's a very broad market. So wine is no exception, right? There's there's people on all sides that would drink wine or do drink wine or like wine or would consider drinking wine that are going to be watching the Super Bowl. Why would you not advertise given the opportunity? And I looked it up after we did our intros because talking about, I remember like the first wine drinking you know yellowtail whether or not that's a good thing i don't know but they started in 2000 they became by 2003 the largest imported wine to the u.s right and i remember because it was it was the early 2000s like 2000 to 2003 they went so hard on marketing they've been pretty quiet over the last you know five plus years i haven't seen much and not that they they aren't marketing but i don't see it they're not going really hard and as big as they have before this is a really interesting way to get that noisy again um however many years later and do it in the super bowl And the thing that I want to clarify for listeners, because there's some people that listen that probably understand the difference between a national ad buy and a local ad buy, but for those that don't know the difference, basically what happens is there's inventory, there are X dozens of spots available for advertisers to buy from Fox on the national level. So if you buy an ad on the national level, every household in America is going to see it, right? Then you have the regional level, which is slightly different. It's kind of groupings of areas. Then you have the local level. And the local level only gets a couple of breaks, a few breaks during the Super Bowl. And they have to, by law, allow for a certain percentage of all the advertising, allow for local advertisers to buy, right? So they can't box every advertiser out. Now, that doesn't stop. You don't have to be a local advertiser to buy a local break. You can be Yellowtail, a national brand, and buy a local break just in New York if you want to. And there's brands that do this every single year. But Yellowtail, instead of just buying some local spots in a couple of regions, they bought 80-some-odd percent of all of the local buys during the same time frame. Now, as far as the, the viewer is concerned, they can't discern between a national break and a local break. So what do they know? So as far as the consumer is concerned... Yellowtail to 85% of the country, people will think Yellowtail advertised in the Super Bowl. When technically they did, but they didn't. Not They didn't buy the national spot just like Budweiser or the rest of them are. All right, Brian. So let's move this onto a local level. So Yellowtail found a way to get what they believe is an attention, uh, increase their attention by buying the local ads, circumventing the national ad spots. 
what could a local or a smaller brand do to try and capture more attention around the Super Bowl? And I guess one idea I had is we have Facebook advertising and video. So if you have if you have a video you want to promote, would Facebook advertising around Super Bowl time be a way to potentially capture more attention than you would normally get from Facebook advertising, knowing that no. the mindset of a consumer may be a little bit more apt to being like, oh, look at what we did for the Super Bowl? No, I think actually it's the reverse. Again, like literally everything that I say all the time, it's completely the inverse just for the Super Bowl, right? I wouldn't buy Facebook ads during the Super Bowl at all. I wouldn't buy them even around it because a couple of things is going to happen. Number one, people are paying attention to the TV. Even if they're on Facebook, unless your shit is incredible, don't bother. If you're one of the brands that's advertising nationally in the Super Bowl itself, oh my God, you better bet you should be putting every dollar you have to jam it on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Snapchat. So no matter where anyone turns, if you're Budweiser, you're going to see the Budweiser ad that you just saw on TV. But if you're Joe Schmo's Pizzeria or even a semi-national brand that might not just be big enough to afford $5 million bucks in advertising, guess what's going to happen? You go to buy Facebook advertising during the Super Bowl. If you're talking about a CPM basis, cost per thousand, which Facebook on average we're seeing for our clients like $10, $11 CPMs, depending lower and higher, depending on a lot of variables, but maybe on average for good stuff, you're going to see $50, $70, maybe even $100 CPM. So you're going to they're going to, you're going to get priced out of the market. It's going to cost you shitload for nobody to see. No one's going to gauge it because they're gauging with the bigger brands. I wouldn't do it. Now on the flip side, leading up, you're too late. You're too late to the game if you're thinking about this. But leading up over the last 2 weeks, if you were let's say a Tasty or you were a food brand, you're um, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings or something like that that people would think about in relationship to the to the Super Bowl, I would have been buying a crap load of Facebook ads and especially video ads leading up to the Super Bowl so I get people to buy my product or come to my store before, but then during I'd turn them off because you're just going to see the the bidding is going to be out of this world. And to give a clear example, during... during the election, we had a couple of clients who were running a couple of tests. We saw 100 and $120 CPMs on Facebook during the 24 to 48 hour time frame around uh, the election because there were so many people on it and so many advertisers and political advertisers were buying that inventory. There was no inventory to be had, so it was stupid expensive. Wow. Yep. Great insight. Yep. Glad I asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to the takeaways from this. And for me, don't take no for an answer if you want something bad enough. I commend Yellowtail for getting creative. They couldn't get in the national TV spots, so let's find a way to do that on the local level. Bravo to them. Yep, be creative. Don't, you know, find a different way to do it. Yellowtail was super smart. Heinz was super smart. Snickers is super smart. Obviously, you and I are going to be paying very close attention to the other advertisers as this stuff rolls out and through the Super Bowl, and we'll have a lot more feedback to come. But right now, those are the ones that are sticking out. They're creating a conversation with us. They're creating a conversation with consumers. Um, and that's how, it, and that's the best part about it. Because if you're just going to air one ad in the Super Bowl for five or six million bucks, and you're not going to have anything leading up to it or after, you lose. It's an expensive time slot. But if you have the conversation, the people are talking about the buzz is happening now. They see your spot, then they talk about it at the water cooler on Monday or Tuesday if they take Monday off. But the reality is that's how you get extensive amount of value from the Super Bowl and make it worth spending five, six million dollars. All right, Brian, time for the action item. And I'm going to throw this your way. 
I want you guys, we, we see the numbers. We know that we've got a lot of people listening, which is super awesome. We want two things. One, we want feedback. But more importantly right now, we want you guys to help us give us ratings, give us a review on iTunes because that helps us grow our audience and our show. So leave some feedback there. Rate it on iTunes. If you're listening on SoundCloud or somewhere else, go over to iTunes and subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs>